0: Hello and welcome to the One of Twenty Podcast. My name is Jonathan. I am the host and executive producer of the podcast. And I am so happy you're here with us today. Before we get started, I wanted to drop a quick note. I was thinking about this as I was like doing like the show notes and like the episode, like preparing for everything, that I'm not a medical professional. I didn't go to nursing school. I got my degree in communications. And that I'm simply speaking off of experience of myself and when I interview my guests, I'm doing it from a journalist point of view, because I do have my minor in journalism, but I do my research before every episode I look things up, I know what questions to ask my guests, what what not to ask. Obviously, when it comes to medical stuff, you have to be very, very, very sensitive. And even though I'm an open book, this is something that I've kind of been discovering and exploring, and I've always known it, but I'm kind of exploring it on a deeper level, that not everybody is as open as I am. And I think that comes with a lot of guests. Lately, I've been trying to acquire new guests and kind of expand my knowledge of not only rare diseases, but also chronic illnesses, migraines, and things like that. Um, But I think it's really important to realize that everybody goes through their own journey, through their own time, and shares their story, whether it's to their friends, to their families, to their loved ones, or if it's on a bigger platform, I've made a platform and a mission on social media, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook even, and through my dance marathon fundraising, all of these different mediums, I've been able to share my story. And this brings me back to a time of when I was growing up and I didn't have the courage or the confidence to, talk about it necessarily. I always used to lie. And I think I've mentioned this before. I always used to lie to my friends at school. Like I used to be in the hospital a lot and they used to be like, where were you? And I'd be like, oh, like I had an asthma attack. I really, I think I, I think I manifest having asthma. I mean, no and yes. I didn't want asthma, I just used it as a ploy because I was like, oh, asthma is common, it's not rare. I don't have to explain anything. I could just say, oh, I had an asthma attack. I, I've never had an asthma attack. Um, I'll keep you posted next video if I just put that in the universe. But anyway, back on track, I think that for me, it took a lot of courage and confidence to share my story. I think it was scary. And I think once I did it, I felt so good and I felt more comfortable to share. And I was just able to find that grounded, find that voice that I was kind of building up. And I think through my trials and tribulations of growing up, kind of closeted in a few different ways, if you know what I mean, the first one, surprise. And then the one with my medical issues, I feel like it just was so, such a secret for a long time. And honestly, that was more of the bigger secret in my personal opinion. And I'm not saying the first one that everybody knows what it is wasn't, but this is just more of a, I felt like this is my coming out story. This is my story about sharing who I am with my medical issues and my medical complexities. And I think as I grew and as I went through public school, I think I found more of a voice, but I think finally taking myself out of that situation, graduating, I didn't take myself out. I graduated high school and I went to college. I was able to find a voice. And speaking of voices today, I'm sitting down with Madison Bopp. She went to school with me. We went to college together. She's a junior in college now. And we're having a discussion about psoriasis, which is a skin disease marked by red, itchy, scalpy patches. And this is really important to talk about psoriasis is not a rare disorder. It's a chronic illness and so many people are affected by it. But I think it's really important to kind of break the stigma and have the conversations about the diseases that people, everyday people are suffering from. I mean, Kim Kardashian, she has psoriasis. So I think it's really, really, really important to have this discussion and I'm so excited. I sat down with Madison about a few weeks ago, we had the conversation and now I get to show Her story, and just really bring awareness to psoriasis. So with further ado, I'll be back after I'm done with Madison, and then we'll go from there. So buckle up, get ready for a great conversation of psoriasis, and I'll see you guys after. So today we have my friend Madison Bopp we went to school together we actually didn't know each other in school like that well like we knew each other in passing but now we've like kind of connected like through TikTok and everything and today she's going to talk about psoriasis so welcome Madison
1: hi thank you so much I know I can't believe we never met like in person but it's because COVID just messed up
0: everything <laughs> the worst and now it's like kind of crazy because they're talking about like we're not in a pandemic anymore like we're they're kind of like changing the language like we're going from like a pandemic to like an endemic so it's going to be interesting to see like these next like few weeks and months are going to be very interesting to see if like the country can actually like handle like no masks like like being I know for sure decent human beings <laughs> stay home if they're sick so it's going to be interesting so to jump right into it what is psoriasis and can you kind of just like give me like a blanket definition and kind of just explain your journey to me of how you got diagnosed yeah of course i always tell
1: people it is a autoimmune skin disorder disease basically it's like an inflammatory like attack on the body and just like we people with psoriasis just like develop like our skin cells just like rapidly just are like developing and um and shedding faster than normal people um so yeah i was diagnosed when i was 7 years old um so i've had it for almost 14 years now and it's been a journey in itself. Um, Basically, it typically comes from like stress, like stress is like a major trigger for it, any kind of like autoimmune disease. And I was diagnosed first with like anxiety and depression at a really young age. So then that kind of like, led it on. Um, So yeah, I've just been going through it since seven years old. um, And it's just been a roller coaster.
0: (laughs) So being that young, do you think that one kind of, I mean, stress affects people differently for sure. But do you think of being that young and being so, because at seven, eight, like the elementary school age, you're so young and you're so prone to stress over like little things, not like big adult problems, but like you forgot to do your homework or like (laughs) you missed the bus, things like that. Or was it bigger stressors that caused it?
1: Honestly, I feel like it just kind of just came on. Um, my dad traveled a lot for work. So I feel like I was just like missing him. And it was like a lot of little things, but it was interesting because psoriasis typically is like in your family, like in, you know, in genes and whatever. And we didn't know anyone that had had it. So we had to like research. And then we finally found someone on my dad's side, his aunt had it, but was diagnosed so much later in life. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was just really interesting. And she also was like blonde hair, blue eyes. So we wow. were like, maybe there is something right. <laughs> like connected. Um, but it was just really weird that it just, I got it. <laughs>
0: isn't it the like it's the most bizarre thing because like with my condition as well like my parents didn't even know like they were the carriers for it like we had no idea because if I'm the youngest so if they just had my brother and sister they would have like never known about it blah 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 because my brother my brother doesn't have like any form of the gene but my sister is a carrier so it's just like very interesting how like families can like pass things on. And even if it isn't like you necessarily get it, but you could be like a carrier. So genetics is just a whole web of like it's crazy. <laughs> exactly. And can you just kind of like describe your day to day with it? Is it hard to live with? Is it manageable? Like kind of what's the deal with it all?
1: So now so I had like a major flare up um over COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we all were just like losing our minds. And I was just stressed about just so many things in my life that were changing and not being able to go to school and like my regular schedule. Right. So I had like a really big flare up in 2020. And that's when my doctors, we, like my dermatologist, we kind of like all came together and were like, let's get on a like injectable medicine mm-hmm. um, to target this from an inside like thing versus just like all the topical creams and um, things I have. So yeah, so now I take Embril and I do that once a week and it's an injectable that I do into my stomach and that has literally like fully cleared me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy that, you know, I've been kind of going my whole life down with like flare ups and then with just like a simple medicine, obviously it's like that I can like tackle so many things. So that's what I do like weekly. Um, And then I just do like still like there's like topical creams and um things that I do to just like keep some of the spots and and patches like at bay Mm -hmm. um but I'm telling you the modern medicine is amazing
0: that's (laughs) a great thing it is a and hopefully I mean this is a lot of people like their struggle like hopefully this isn't your case with like the medicines that really really work whether it's for psoriasis whether it's for like colitis Crohn's like whatever it is they, the pharmaceuticals jack up the prices and like, sometimes it's so good. Like I know for me, I have a, a, a migraine medication, works like a charm, like 10 minutes, the migraine's gone, but it's like $150 a pill. So I'm really hoping like, their insurance covers it, and you don't have to like face the challenges that a lot of people do because a lot of people do face challenges with getting modern medicine, and they're stuck with like, for example, topical creams, which is great, but there's something better out there that can help the pain, that can help the spots. So,
1: and that that was like the major thing because they don't really recommend um, these like injections until you're like 18. So I was like, finally 18, like, and I was like, is there anything else we can do? Um, and then during COVID also, my joints started acting up, which is also a part of psoriasis, thoracic arthritis. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're at the beginning stages of arthritis at like the oh. young age of 20. And I was like, oh, that's so great for me. Right. Um, so that's why they were like, we got to target this. And <laughs> the injections were kind of just that. Um, and my insurance, bless bless them. Um, it's uh, like a $20 like copay card. Oh, bless
0: that's it. perfect. That, yeah,
1: I know. Cause it's brutal.
0: <laughs> oh, it is. The copay cards are brutal. I remember I've asthma, and I went to go get like a, I had to get like this special inhaler and like the insurance didn't cover it. And I was, I'm so used to like my copays being free with the insurance. And then I just pay later and mm. said, it's going to be 129.99. I said, I said, Oh my God. I said, I'm not ready for this. I said, like I had the money, but I was like, this is just up. Like, <laughs> It's just very, it can be frustrating. And I, I mean, modern pharmaceuticals, modern medicine, it's a blessing and a curse. That, that's all saying say in that. But going off of that, um, since it affects your skin, is there certain things like certain body washes you have to stay away from, certain shampoos just in case it gets on the skin? Like, do you have to use like very specific brands or do you have to use like, prescription like I'm assuming you can't use something like suave or like soft soap you have to like or like Garnier fruit teas I'm assuming, but like more reliable
1: yeah um honestly my my go-to is literally just the Dove sensitive soap because yeah. it has no fragrance in it um mm. that's like a major thing like my skin is just like fully just like anything without fragrance and that could irritate you know um so yeah, so I use like on my face, like CeraVe, CeraVe, never know I how to say CeraVe. it. CeraVe. Um, use their like cleanser in the morning and uh, moisturizer. And I also use their moisturizer like all over my body just because it's like really lightweight. And um, that's really worked for me. And I feel like the key thing during winter months is like moisturize, moisturize. Yes. Like, like it's the best. Um, and then shampoo wise, I'm luckily with this medicine now. I do not have any plaques on my, my scalp. Um, it used to be covered it was so bad and itchy and flaking oh, and a disaster so I would have to use like salicylic acid like shampoo like yeah. all the time um and like there's like one called like tea gel that I used when I was younger that's like something you could get like over the counter at like CVS but it just like for someone who is I was you know in my teen years and getting older that stuff just like made your hair the oiliest thing ever And I was trying to avoid, you know, creating attention to myself. So it was so hard, like balancing that out in high
0: school. I'm sure it's kind of like you're in those like formative teen years where you're like, I just want to be normal. Like those angsty teen years where you're like, even I went through the same thing with my medical issues. So like, I get it. I've been there. So I think a lot of people do go through that. I think it's a matter of, who's actually like masking it well, who's Mm -hmm. not masking it well. So I definitely think that's a big thing. And when you mentioned uh, sulfate shampoo or whatever it was, I had to use the same thing because in college, I got this weird, I don't even remember, I got this like weird skin condition around my neck. It looked like I had hickies all over my neck. It (laughs) it looked like dry blood everywhere. I was like, oh, like maybe it's the shampoo I'm using because it was a broke college. I think I was using like (laughs) or like something very, very like less than $5. But then I went to like the dermatologist and they had to have the shampoo that you mentioned. I had I They didn't make it at like the Rite Aid pharmacy I go to. So they had to yeah. get mailed from like this pharmacy in White Plains, New York to my <laughs> house. I'll never forget it. It was Sunshine Pharmacy and I had to have it delivered. Luckily my insurance covered it, but it was like weird. And then my mom told me the weirdest part was my dog had a skin condition, my old dog, and she used the same shampoo. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my god my
1: dog too my dog has like skin issues and we're using like hypoallergenic stuff i'm like why is my dog and i both have skin issues
0: that's like going off of that do you like we were talking like formative teen years and like teen angst and like all of that have you like grown to embrace it or like have you always embraced it like kind of walk me through like how you've kind of come to the confidence of talking about it and just kind of being an open book about it all
1: Yeah, of course. I think in elementary school, it was very just scary all around um, because I was so young and those are like kind of your prime years of just like classroom interaction and like making friends. Um, And I dealt with, it was second grade. I remember when it was really like at its worst and everyone just thought I had chicken pox. So everyone was like, she's contagious, stay away from her. And that was just such a a hard thing for me, because I was always, like, super outgoing, and I was, like, why are people, like, stay away from Madison, Um, and I was, like, I don't know what's wrong with me, Um, so then I, kind of, like, took action, like, in third grade, I remember I, I kind of teamed up with, like, the guidance counselor, and I, like, read a book to, like, my classmates about, like, a little girl having psoriasis, and kind of, like, just letting people know that it's not contagious, uh, it's fine, it's something that is happening to me but um but yeah i feel like was able then to a little bit embrace it more but it's one of those things that i don't know too many people personally that right. like have it so i that's couldn't like question. relate i couldn't relate to people um and people would be like oh you're okay like it's going to be fine but i'm like you don't know how i'm feeling on the inside and that's why i feel like nowadays i am more vocal about it just because i feel like people in their 20s like no one really talks about it i've seen some people on like tiktok and instagram like a few people but they already have platforms
0: doesn't kim kardashian have it
1: she does she has but that's, i knew that but that's like a whole like meme like there's right. a whole like tiktok sound about it like oh my god you have psoriasis like
0: right. like I'm surprised a lot more people are flashing it, but I'm not surprised more people aren't just like, embracing their own skin I feel like we're in this period of the world where like everybody's just kind of coming out with their own story whether it's medical issues skin issues sexuality transitioning whatever it is so I'm sure down the line there are going to be people who have psoriasis that want to pursue modeling or want to pursue blogging that show off like their skin and I know it's not super rare but I'm kind of surprised that like I don't know. I'm just kind of surprised you don't know more people with it. It just seems like it's, I've heard the term before used so loosely that I'm surprised. I don't know. That just surprises me overall.
1: I know. And a lot of people, when I do tell them I have it, they're like, oh, like those commercials on TV and stuff that yeah. are like for the medicines. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, it, it's advertised so much, but I feel like not enough people know like the overall, like millions of people have it like it's pretty common Um, i was
0: gonna say i didn't know the exact number but i was gonna say it's it's not super rare
1: yeah and it's and that's what's like so interesting that people don't really like i would love to you know model or something for Uh, like you know i know like american eagle and airy does like these campaigns and things but what's hard with psoriasis is that it comes and goes yeah so one minute you can look at me like in the summertime i'm clear You see me now, I'm struggling a little bit because I'm inside, not getting the vitamin D. (laughs) Like, so it's hard to be, like, because I don't, not that people wouldn't believe me, because my close friends, everyone knows, like, I have it. Like, that's close to me, but it's, like, that hard thing of, like, oh, well, let me see it.
0: Yeah. Like, so. Exactly. And I think that's goes off for a lot of things. Like there's this whole term in the rare disease community, it's like invisible illness where people are like, well, you don't look sick. And it's like, I don't want, I don't owe you an explanation. And I'm sure the same goes for you. Like, I don't owe you an explanation of like my psoriasis or my asthma or whatever you have, but it's still like, oh my God, like invisible illness does exist. And illness is kind of fluctuating. It's not like, you're not, when you're chronically ill, you're chronically ill, like you're sick for your whole entire life. You're not, on your deathbed your whole entire life. You can go out, you can be active. Like some days are better than others. So I definitely think it's just kind of fluctuating for sure.
1: hundred percent. I know it's it's just one of those things.
0: It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And my last question, this is very off topic. (laughs) How did it feel to have Abby Lee Miller respond to your comment? I have to ask.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I was just on TikTok the other day. And someone visited the Abby Lee Dance Company in Pittsburgh. And I commented, I was like, all that money that like that show got and brought in revenue and they couldn't fix the dang parking lot. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, three (laughs) hours or so later, I get this notification from the official Abby Lee Miller TikTok account. And I'm like, what is this? And she's like, you know where my money went. (laughs) And she was like, um when we got it you know the the, when we got it paved like two years um not two years ago 30 years ago Mm -hmm. two days after that someone like drove in with like a semi truck and ripped up my parking lot and i was like you're telling me in 30 years you couldn't fix it
0: i just think i was like that's crazy when you responded to the comment now that you have the feature i was like oh maybe she's like responding to someone like her abby lee's comment on someone else's video that i saw i said that's crazy. I would love to have Abby Lee on this podcast to talk about her cancer journey and just like her journey after prison going from like finding out nine months into her prison sentence of her one-year prison sentence that she has cancer. I think that's wild. I think her whole transformation from going from Abby Lee Miller season one of Dance Moms to now like the past 12 years, I think her transformation or 13 years, oh my God, has been- crazy I just think that she's someone that I mean she was diagnosed with like a very 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 rare type of cancer yeah. and that like she had everything she had an empire um and then she just lost it all and now she's rebuilding so I just think that's very very interesting I
1: was it was a strange encounter I was just you know on TikTok minding my business and you know yeah. we all like to comment here and there oh yeah and my, my comment had no likes on it. There was no attention to it. So that means Miss Abby Lee scrolled through and found <laughs> a comment.
0: Yep. Or maybe one of her interns, we don't know. Probably, maybe
1: someone on her team.
0: She's probably like, Gianna, write this back. <laughs> i um.
1: too good. Um, no, TikTok honestly has brought so many of us together. And um, I don't, I, I even had a video, um, like you did, like that kind of blew up about psoriasis. I was just doing like my injection one day. Mm -hmm. It has like 150,000 views. And just, if you read the comments, just people just don't get it.
0: I don't get it. I could go on a whole rant about not getting it. I turned off all of my comments, my three most viral videos. (laughs) I had 2000 comments I texted you, but I was like, (gasps) yeah. I just, I was mind blown and it was just so depressing going through, I have pretty tough skin. Like, I mean, I don't care. None of them personally offended me. There were a few where I was like, and then one guy was like, I want to fight you. And I said, okay, I'm turning off all the comments. I said, this is not a safe place to be, but that also like makes me think of like how people like, and I respect people who share their story or share their children's story. Can't imagine, and people just don't get it. You're right. What were kind of some of the comments you got, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah,
1: a lot of them were just people just not just knowing, I guess, just like common sense. Yeah. Um, one person was like, I thought you were like taking your organs out of you because I was like what are you saying like they thought it was like a syringe or something that was like pulling stuff out of me and I was like what and then everyone's just like and then there are some people that try to be like oh I know someone else that like has to do that and I was like okay like those are okay comments but then it's just some people are like like what are you doing to yourself and just like what's that one word it's just like like That's annoying,
0: but I know what you're trying to think of. I just it's on the tip of my tongue. I
1: know. It's just like common it's sense, aggravating. I guess. Yeah. Aggravating and just like the common sense of just people just wanting for the purpose of just commenting and and just yeah. like you know, just wanting to say something on someone else's account. Um, so a lot of those I did just brush off because I was like, I don't really care. I don't have a huge platform. I'm not Charlie D'Amelio. So yeah. I don't, I'm not too like worried about what these people have to say.
0: Yeah. So, no, ex- exactly. I mean, I have like, I don't have a big platform either. I have like maybe like under 5,000 followers, but okay. still, like, any video can get like blown up overnight. There was uh, somebody I know who went from having like 300 followers, she kind of had a private account and she made like one public video and she got like a million followers overnight. And it's crazy how like the internet can do that. And especially like, I've kind of seen with like rare disease TikTok and like just like TikTok in general, I follow a lot of creators who like share their story, like bigger creators who kind of just like share their children's story. And it just like blows my mind of how like their story can just get so big so quickly. Oh my God, I I can't fathom it, you know?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I always like, you know, I would love if one of my videos did, you know, if I did one about, you know, psoriasis would blow up, but I just feel like it's just something that I, I don't know. I just like the people that love and know me, like, you know, they know what I'm going through. And I feel like I'm sharing on here because I feel like this is a safe space and, and, you know, whoever listens to this and sees it, like, I believe that they won't think of me differently. Um, But on TikTok, you are open to scrutiny, that's the word. You're You're just open to, yeah. And I feel like with having a history of anxiety and depression, I don't think that would be too good for my self-esteem. So I just kind of take a backseat sometimes. And if I do see someone, there is one girl on TikTok I I follow that does have psoriasis, but like me, it comes and goes and it flares up. And she does have a big platform, though, so she is able to share. And I've commented before on her, and I just, like, say, you know, I appreciate you and I thank you. And I feel like that's enough that I can do. Um, So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate all of this. This is a safe space. We can just kind of have open conversation, no judgment, no scrutiny, none of that. I mean, I I think between the both of us being on TikTok and just like knowing people in general, I think we've kind of seen it all at this point. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm going to link links to psoriasis. I'm sure there's foundations out there. I'm going to list like all different resources to psoriasis to learn more. And Madison, thank you again for coming on. And I know we'll be talking again in the future. That was a great conversation with Madison. I remember I felt so inspired leaving because I have an invisible illness, which means you can't see it. I look normal. My skin is healthy. I get up every day, I have coffee, I have to watch my diet, yes, but I get to do normal like daily life things without people really noticing unless I say something. Whereas psoriasis, as Madison described, isn't that easy and there's a lot of complexities and there's a lot of, it's just a lot. And my heart goes out to her and my heart goes out to anybody who has visible illnesses, who look different or who have different skin or anything. Just really, so my heart really goes out to her. Introducing the rare disease of the episode. And today, this is bringing to us to our rare disease of the episode is floating Harbor syndrome. Floating Harbor syndrome is an extremely rare genetic disorder characterized by distinctive facial appearance various skeletal malformations, delayed bone age, and expressive and receptive language delays. Additional symptoms, including mild to moderate intellectual disability, have also been reported. The specific symptoms and severities, FHS can vary greatly from one person to another. FHS is caused by mutations in the S-R-C-A-P gene. This mutation is inherited, is an autosomal dominant manner, although most cases of F-H-A-S, S, of FHS occur randomly sporadically as a result of a new mutation. Treatment is symptomatic and supportive. So that is floating harbor syndrome. I am going to post links and resources to floating harbor syndrome in my bio, in the posts that I make, And I just really want to bring awareness to all different types of rare diseases. And as we wrap up the show, I just want to say that I am incredibly grateful for my small village of listeners. I think there are so many podcasts out there where people could talk about anything. You could talk about the color of the sky. You could talk about chocolate. You could talk about flowers. And I'm not saying those aren't important things, but I think so many people have been inspired to do podcasts, which is great because one, it's inspiring more conversations, more difficult conversations. And two, I just think that Being able to learn more outside of a classroom setting just for free is so important because even though you go to school, you get your high school diploma, sometimes you go on to get your associates or your bachelor's or your master's or your PhD, you never stop learning. Every day, we learn. We learn through our human interactions. We learn through our mistakes. We learn through going on TikTok. We learn on the internet. We learn through books and the endless list of possibilities that we learn from is just so important. And I think I'm learning. I am learning to communicate better. I'm learning to share my story better. I'm learning creative techniques on how to be a better content creator. And I think all of those together is just grounding me into a stronger, more creative, more intellectual, more just a more well-rounded individual because you can never stop growing and you can never stop learning. And I think that's a big take home message today. We've learned about psoriasis. I learned something I didn't know that much about. And a Madison gave me a great rundown. She gave me resources. She gave me her journey. She gave the audience so much that I'm gonna be learning more. I'm gonna be reaching out more. I'm going to be doing more things to expand my knowledge of rare diseases and chronic illnesses and just overall medicine community. Even though I didn't pursue medicine as a career, I can pursue it as a hobby. And through this podcast and through my social media, I'm so excited to learn more. And Next week, the next episode is a surprise. There are some things in the works and hopefully I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks and we'll just have a great episode. For now, stay healthy, stay safe and just remember 10 days from now, if you're on the East Coast, I think the West Coast too and everywhere in the United States, the sun will be setting after 7 p.m. Spring is coming, warmer days are coming and seasonal progression it's going out the door. And this is a perfect way to end the podcast because my dog is going berserk. Stay healthy, stay warm, protect yourself and others. Thank you for listening to the one of 20 podcast. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at one of 20 podcast and stream the podcast anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. See you next time.